0: All right, welcome to another edition of White Collar Crimes, the podcast where we show you the only color that truly matters in our criminal justice system is green. I'm Ryan Horn, your host, as always, and as always, welcome to Have You Aboard. Uh, I do have a quick update on a fairly recent podcast we did on Michael Avenatti, the creepy porn lawyer, as he was known, was sentenced the other day. I believe it was for another four years for scamming a porn actress and former client Stormy Daniels. Uh, we did a podcast on him a while back. He was a rising star, kind of a media celebrity and pretty high up uh, in the legal world. Had even presidential aspirations, briefly announcing himself as a candidate for president on, in the Democrat ticket in 2020. But that came crashing down and he was brought down for some extortion with Nike and some other lazy activities involved with various clients and you know a few other financial crimes and long story short he got some prison time and got some more here the other day so uh, if you haven't heard that one I recommend going back and listen to the podcast on Michael Avenatti the creepy porn lawyer but you know we said a while back we were going to do a sports episode on a white collar crime case and that's what we are going to do in this episode, and it's actually one that was uh, fairly recently, but this is on the uh, Louisville men's basketball sex scandal that ended up actually costing them their 2013 NCAA basketball championship. Now, the University of Louisville, they do have a long and very proud basketball history. That's uh, a big program there. they one of the bigger ones in the country most of the time i can think of and i honestly don't follow college basketball that closely but like a lot of people when the you know the ncaa tournament is out sometimes i'll watch and follow and you know see how it goes usually i'll root on some schools that i've been to southern illinois university university of cincinnati you know ones like that cheer them on but usually louisville's almost always been a contender that i can remember and uh That was the case this year. They, in 2013, they would end up going all the way. And they have won two other national championships previously. They won one in 1980 and in 1986. And I do remember the one in 1986 watching it live when it happened. I believe they beat Duke University that year, if I remember correctly. Kind of an upset also, if I remember. And they would win in 2013. But sadly, as it stands now, they technically only have... Two national championships, as the ter- 2013 scandal would be vacated, or would the 2013 title would be vacated by a scandal? Now, the University of Louisville men's basketball program has been to about 38 NCAA tournaments with eight Final Four appearances. You know, again, pretty uh, pretty impressive record. Now, this team was coached by the famous basketball coach Rick Pitino. You know, he's been around in college basketball a long time, coached various schools. I believe he coached uh, Kentucky for a while, also was coached the NBA for a while, I believe it was the Boston Celtics. And he put together a pretty good team this year. In fact, in the 2012-2013 regular season, they finished with a very respectable 26-5 record. And that would earn them a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, you know, and as you know, seeding is very important in that because very rarely do, you know, the high seeds, the 14, 15, 16, a lot of those very rarely get past the first round, or if they do, not very deep into the tournament. So, you know, the goal is to finish strong and have as high of a seeding as possible. And generally, a lot of times your ones, twos, threes, fours, it seems like from what I've seen, those are the ones that make it in advance on into the tournament. And they cruised through a lot of easy wins in this tournament except for their final four matchup with Wichita State which they did end up winning 68 to 62 which was kind of low scoring for a for an NCAA game and compared to some of their other games but they would go on to win the championship 82 76 over Michigan. And after this win, they joined some pretty exclusive company as the only school to have ever claimed championships in all three of the major college basketball tournaments in 1948 which was certainly before my time but they won the n-a-i-a tournament which is equal to today's n-c-a-a tournament so they won it all at that time and then in 1956 they won the n-i-t the national invitation tournament that still does exist today and oftentimes for those of you that follow college basketball If your team does not make it to the NCAA tournament, this is most likely where they'll go if they still had a fairly respectable record and season. It's an alternate, smaller-scale-down tournament, but nonetheless, it does have some prestige. In fact, uh, Southern Illinois University, where I went and got my bachelor's degree at in Carbondale, Illinois, they actually did win this national title back in 1967. Kind of a big deal around in my area because... You know, it's just a little bit smaller downscale at that time than, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. But it nonetheless was a pretty big deal to win that, and they also won that in 1956. But this would kind of become stained in their recent championship in 2013 when Yahoo Sports, which still around. I know my first uh, email account was a Yahoo account, which I actually still have, and, you know, my first homepage that I had was Yahoo back, you know, and Yahoo's still around, I still look at it, but I know it's not nearly as prevalent as it was at one time, but, uh, you know, Yahoo Sports is the one that kind of got the ball rolling on unearthing this scandal, and they reported that the university was actually investigating allegations made by self-described Madam Katrina Powell, now, Miss Powell alleged that she had been paid thousands of dollars by the university from about 2010 to about 2014 to provide strip shows and sex for the players and recruits. I mean, this is how they got them in. You know, it not only enticed them with the promise of a lucrative academic uh, university and career and a chance to play college basketball at a big school. Nope, the way they lured them in was with sex, hookers, uh, strip shows, all the, that kind of thing, and paid this, the university is supposedly, the people involved in the basketball program paid her to orchestrate this. She disclosed that Andrew McGee, a former assistant and director of operations, had paid her for these services. Now, McGee was also a former Louisville Cardinals player. In fact, he was part of the 2008 team that reached the Elite Eight, you know, the final... Final eight teams in the tournament, Uh, you know, again, pretty uh, impressive just to go that far. And those of you that aren't familiar, the NCAA tournament starts out every year with 64 teams, and it gets real interesting usually when, after the first couple rounds, and then you get into what's known as the Sweet 16, um, I can remember one year, Southern Illinois University, I think it was back in maybe 2002, made it to the Sweet 16, which is a pretty big deal around here, you know, little OSIU Carbondale to get that far. That was the furthest we'd ever gone. So, you know, a lot of teams never see the Elite Eight Final Four and certainly the NCAA Finals. So he was part of a pretty good team himself because they reached the Elite Eight. Now, the NCAA, in their investigation, they found that head coach uh, Patino was guilty of violating the NCAA bylaws by failing to monitor all recruiting activities to ensure compliance. And they also determined McGee failed to engage in ethical conduct, and failed to disclose info and cooperate with the investigation. Now, Patino would also be suspended for the first five games of the 2017 season. However, the university fined him in October 2017 before the season even began. I guess they eliminated the problem as soon and quickly as possible. Now, the ultimate penalty came when the NCAA stripped them of their 2012 and 2013 national title. I mean, you can imagine the frustration, especially for the coaches, players, and the fans there at the university to have their national title that they worked and fought for and, you know, celebrated and thought it was locked and everything for good, but ended up having to have that vacated and forfeited. And they are the first team. To have a national title vacated by the NCAA. Now many players not involved, they did sue to get their stats and some of these things at least recognized. So after that, of course you expect there is a fallout from it. Um, after this, Patino, he goes on to coach in Greece for a couple of years, which you know, basketball is big in a lot of European countries and you know, uh, It's what he's always done as coach. I'm sure he probably didn't want to do anything else for a living. So, for a while to lay low, he goes off into Greece and operates for a couple years. And uh, he ends up surfacing again here a couple years ago. And at press time here, as of about 2020, uh, he was last known to be the head coach of Iona College. A small college in New Rochelle, New York. So probably a big deal for them to have a coach of his magnitude because you know in college coaching he is somewhat of a legend and like I said he also coached in the NBA and I don't follow the NBA as closely as I do you know baseball and hockey and football and some other sports but if I recall right his time and tenure in the NBA was not a big success and he was kind of a bust and that happens in some of these sports it's not uncommon for a college uh, coach that's very good at coaching in college find out at the pro level they're not able to it happens in a lot of sports Um, I can remember Steve Spurrier the famous football coach from South Carolina tried his hand at coaching in the NBA or the NFL with the at the time Washington Redskins and his time there ended up being a huge bust and of course also very recently we remember last season in 2021 Urban Meyer the famous coach from Ohio ends up coming to uh Comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, he ends up being a huge bust there, gets fired before the first season, his own first rookie season There's even over. I think he won maybe two games, and, you know, just a huge bust, and everything was over before it ever actually got started. Uh, Happens a lot. Sometimes, you know, some of them are not able to win at both levels, Um, and some are. A friend of mine always points out Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, has managed to win at the collegiate and NFL level. But it doesn't happen, you know, probably as nearly as you think. Just because you're successful at one level doesn't mean you will be necessarily at another. And, you know, that's what I certainly remember about his time there. But others also suffered a fallout. The director, Tom Jurich, he was also fired. And at this time, really, I've gotten no word of anything that he might be up to or anything that he's got going on. So... Kes's whereabouts are unknown, kind of like at the end of Animal House when they talk about uh, Daniel Simpson Day. Whereabouts unknown. All these people had a big fallout from this. Some we know where they're at. Uh, some we do not. And like I said, he did have a little bit of a fallout from it. And as of this time, I'm not sure what he's actually doing. Now, Mr. McGee, he did serve as an assistant coach at the University of Missouri in Kansas City from 2014 to 2015 as an assistant coach. But at the press time here, at the time of this episode, there is no word on his current status. And as I said, same with Jurich. Uh, now, you know, Patino, we do know he's coaching at the Iona Small College of New York. As far as the players, um, I'm not sure, you know, what all, a lot of them are up to, but, I, I you know, it really, got to be bad for them because they had the talent to win this championship and to have it taken away from them by unethical actions from the university so you know the fallout for them had to be kind of the hardest you know because the greed is what motivated the university's actions in this and that's the thing that's fascinating i know uh, i've had greg ylinchich on here and we've done some episodes on some ncaa scandals and things and you know it shouldn't be all about the dollar like you think it is at the professional level you understand why it is at the professional level but college shouldn't always be about just the almighty dollar in sports it should also be a way for a lot of these youngsters to get a quality education you know many young men over the years through athletic scholarships and their athletic talents have been able to get into colleges and universities they never would have been able to get into or afford and it's provided them a better way of life and that's a great thing, but these colleges get greedy and these universities get greedy pursuing that almighty dollar to get that championship, get the big advertising dollars, get the prestige, all the money and glory that goes with it. And they get blinded and they lose their sight over what's right. Yeah, by offering these nice little enticements of, you know, hookers, strippers, whatever they could was probably enough to lure in some, you know, really young and naive players that had the talent but were not young and I mean we're not old enough and wise enough to resist the temptations of it yeah it probably worked and at the time you know it did work for them in the short run they got a national championship out of this but in the end it didn't end up working out in the end it cost them everything because not only did they lose their national championship over their greed and their pursuit of the almighty buck it also really harmed their reputation Um, who knows how long it's really going to take for this to hang over them because it hasn't been really that long. You know, it was just kind of brought to light about seven years ago. So we'll see how this all goes in the end. And like I said, yeah, their tactics initially worked, and at the time it brought them what they thought was a national title. But it ends up being taken away from them, and their season will forever be tainted because of this. And it may take some years for the university and the entire University of Louisville men's basketball team and their program to recover. We shall see and we'll keep another eye out on this and speaking of which coming up on episodes next week we actually will not have an episode. I will be traveling and also have another project that I'm working on. Hope to have some news on that soon. Um, The next episode we do have coming up will be on a boy band manager scammer by the name of Mr. Perlman that was famous for bringing up the Backstreet Boys and some other of the hot boy band talent of the 1990s that was so popular. Uh, Some scandals and scams that were brought up in that. Uh, A lot of people ripped off during that time. Going to be talking a little bit about that. So as always, we do appreciate you tuning in to this one each and every week that you do. Um, Like us on our Facebook page, White Collar Crimes. Uh, If you want to donate to us, there's a link on our Anchor page where you can donate to us. We certainly appreciate that. Most importantly, we just appreciate you tuning in and supporting us and being a part of the show, helping us educate, and hope you'll share this with your friends so they'll listen, and we can share and help educate them as well. Got to get the word out because these white-collar crime cases do not get the media coverage and the publicity that oftentimes street and more violent and sensational-type crimes get. But nonetheless... People are harmed by these just as much, sometimes more, in these type of crimes. And these offenders need to be brought to light and brought to justice. So we hope you'll continue to do that. Uh, If you have an idea for a show, you can message me on the Anchor FM page for the hosting side of this podcast. Or you can email me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com. And if you're in need, always have a good voiceover service or any type of service like that. Kind of one of the projects I have going right now. You can check out my website at ryan-horn.com. And as always, too, we encourage you to adopt from your local shelter. As my wife likes to say, adopt, don't shop. Your next best friend's waiting for you there. And uh, say no to the puppy mills and help support your local pet shelter. So as always, we thank you for tuning in. And we will see you the week after next. God bless and take care, everybody.